0: Welcome to today's event, the latest in Transportation Insights Digital Master Series. We're gonna be taking another in-depth look at the revolution emerging around buy online, pick up in store. This holiday season, it's certainly playing a vital role. It's improving customer experience, and when it's managed correctly, it can reduce transportation costs significantly. I'm Michael Willard on the marketing team at Transportation Insight, and we've invited some of our supply chain masters to join us today. Before we turn it over to our experts, I want to remind our audience that we welcome your participation. Please submit your questions to our panelists through the GoToWebinar questions panel. We'll address questions at the conclusion of our presentation. Also, a quick invitation to our audience, our next Supply Chain Master Series events coming up Thursday, November 5th. Join our parcel experts. They'll be sharing their insight on the 2021 rate increase from FedEx and UPS. Register for that roundtable today for our exclusive analysis of this year's GRI, how it's going to affect your transportation cost. Of course, the parcel transportation piece is a big part of today's conversation, which I'm going to now hand over to John Richardson. John has more than 20 years of experience working across multiple industries. He's been a logistics planner for Walmart, a senior manager for Chainalytics, and he's operated his own supply chain consultancy. John's Transportation Insights Vice President of Supply Chain Consulting. He's our moderator for today's event, which will continue with an induction of our panel. John?
1: Hey, thanks, Michael. Uh, we're fortunate to have a lot of experience here at, at TI, and, and I'll start by introducing our Chief Commercial Officer, Carl Fowler. He's got more than 20 years of experience in, in global supply chain management and really specializes in strategic planning and global logistics and distribution. Carl?
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, happy to join you today. We're excited about the content that we've prepared. This is kind of the second edition, and we really want to give everybody a more in depth, more how to walk on uh, buy online pickup in store. Uh, as John and uh, Michael alluded to, I've had the good fortune of supporting retail uh, and manufacturers and shippers all over the world. And uh, based on what we can see, given our, our 750 plus customers we're excited to share some insights that we've gleaned uh, as a panel and as a, an organization on how you can make this program and this type of concept work for you
1: cool thanks Carl uh, second up Charles Moore he's part of our parcel uh, team with really deep experience in the parcel space more than 25 years Um, He's our vice president of Parcel Solutions and has a unique perspective on protecting the
3: customer experience. Charles? Thanks, John. You know, shippers are facing a parcel environment like they've never seen. You know, between added cost, capacity challenges, and service issues, you know, risk is everywhere. And, you know, I've been really fortunate during my career. I've had the pleasure of assisting retailers, you know, to understand that the supply chain is a function you know, really should not only align with a company's broader strategy, but should really help facilitate and enhance the seamless buying experience that consumers have come to demand. You know, consumers now expect greater convenience and control in terms of of how and when and where purchase or delivery will occur. And the supply chain is no longer just an operational function, but it's definitely, you know, it can be a competitive differentiator, a strategic advantage and a brand extension. Well, thanks, Charles.
1: And last, but certainly not
3: Sachin Verma, he's
1: our Senior Director of Analytics and Strategy, and it brings also two decades of experience solving complex business challenges. Sachin?
4: Thank you, John. Yeah, so uh, it, it, with COVID coming in, in last one year, it has changed the perspective of how business has to evolve. Uh, so e-commerce, which was kind of growing at a slow pace, has now shifted at a very rapid uh, pace. And that does require us to, uh, each comp- every company to look into the supply chain differently. And and on the, on top of that, with the new advances in the technologies and, and supply chain infrastructure, it is very important to have a great partner with you to see how they can help you and take you to, uh, through the journey. So I'm happy to part of this uh, discussion and share with you guys how uh, our technology and our experts can help you out building a strong
1: BOPIS strategy for your business. Thanks, Sachin. You know, for for everyone in the audience kind of wondering, why are we talking about this again? We we just had a webinar about a month ago talking about a lot of the why around uh, a buy online, pick up in-store strategy. We received a lot of feedback uh, from our last event, and folks asked us to go a little bit deeper into it. So we we talked about the why last time, and I'm going to kick it to Carl to kind of frame up what we're
2: going to talk about today. Sure. Thanks, John, and thanks to the panel for their participation today. You know, uh, Sachin, Charles, and John both talk about uh, the change and the growth in econ. And when you you read the news or any of the, the trade journals or business rags, you hear those words a lot: change, disruption uncertainty and really I think that we need to reframe as a a supply chain community the way that we view what's going on right now and the role that supply chain plays so I don't think disruption is really the you know the the banner that we need to work under together uh, in those symbiotic partnerships that we work so hard to build across our partner networks it's really an evolution so why COVID has certainly caused disruption across the global supply chain and the global economy What we're seeing and what we're seeing emerge in trends and behaviors is an evolution of the customer behavior. And as a result, the supply chains that have been carefully crafted based on known and predictive demand cycles need to evolve to match the evolution of that client behavior. And what we're seeing is an opening up of new ways of moving products into the hands of that final customer, that final consumer of that product. And As we think about that in terms of the evolution, it's important not just for education of us, the supply chain community, but also all the entities that plug into it as we take the necessary steps to self-educate, to realize what's happening around us, to make sure that we can take the proper steps of clicking together the right solutions to allow organizations, entities, companies to not only survive, but thrive in this environment. So it absolutely is a shift. So the last series we have is really around the awareness of and why it's important and the benefits that entities, companies are seeing from leveraging a new sales or distribution or customer experience channel, this buy online, pick up and store concept. And there's lots of flavors of that. We talked about the rationale, the reasons, and the potential positive impact, and some of the risks of not getting, you know, not getting it wired tight uh, when working to move into this this, uh, this customer experience channel. So the feedback we were getting was for a more in-depth, a little bit more about how to things that need to be considered so companies can begin to socialize internally and align their supply chain partners to support and enable this concept, this this way of moving that material into the final customer's hands in an elegant way that not only protects the experience of the client and engenders brand loyalty, but also moves it in a way that allows uh, for cost uh, protection and margin protection as well. So, As we sat down as a team and started looking at the questions and talking about what our clients were asking for as an extension or a continuation of our last discussion, it really centered on, hey, what are the things that an organization needs to think about? What are those critical strategic pillars for a buy online, pick up and store strategy? Uh, And how does one go about putting some of those things in place with all of those supply chain partners in their ecosystem? So under that banner, of evolution and support, we put together a brief walk and kind of that guide on the critical components, what they mean, how to think about them, and how to start socializing them across the the entities in the supply chain. Because it really is going to take those partnerships that have been cultivated and the approach and challenging those a different way to drive the right outcome to enable different customer experience channels like BOPUS. So what we'd like to do is walk you through those pillars and have an open discussion and some back and forth on what we think they mean, how we think they work, and then how a, a third-party supply chain partner that you've got in your ecosystem can support you in each of these pillars to enable an effective focus plan for your organization. Whether you're a retailer or whether you're a manufacturer or shipper that uses those retail partners as an effective sales channel, The game is evolving around us. So we can see client behavior beginning to emerge. And you don't need to look any further than the capacity constraints placed on small package and the small package providers right now. UPS, FedEx, and a lot of the regional guys, they're they're facing something they haven't faced before. And that's the prospect of having to reduce the amount of, of, uh, of support, how much, how much capacity they can provide to their customers to be able to protect the many in their network because there's been such an evolutionary shift in the way people buy and they need help in order to handle the, the influx of business just like the retailers and the van manufacturers need help with finding new ways that isn't solely dependent on the infrastructure that's there for a certain volume To be able to protect that in customer experience as customer behavior and consumer behavior continues to evolve so we're going to walk you through some of those those critical pillars we're going to talk again a little bit about what they look like and some and some really important components of those and then what you should expect from your partners in your supply chain ecosystem and what you can lean on relative to support from your third party partner to help you click these things together in an effective way
1: Hey, thanks for that tee up, Carl. So so here at Transportation Insight, is as, as we think about change, we're pretty big fans of the plan, do, check, act type of approach. And so for, from a planning perspective, you know, Sachin, what, what are what are some of the things that when you're talking to clients that you think they need to think about from a plan perspective as they move toward this? Sure,
4: John. So I think plan plan or planning is a big word, right? And and for poppers or in general in in today's uh, you know ever changing uh, you know supply chain, just one plan doesn't help, right? So it's more about you know coming up with a big you know long term plan, but you obviously need to come up with a lot of contingency strategies which are part of your plan, so that if things are changing, then you are ready to take plan B or plan C, right? So if you look in in Bopis, when we have talked to multiple clients of ours and and the engagement we are having with them, uh, there are roughly seven seven components, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, we talk about with our customers. Uh, So first one is about, you know, SKU strategies. So what kind of products we really want to get into these, these platforms. And if you look into companies like Lowe's or Walmart, they're very picky on or very, uh, you know, uh, decision-made on the what kind of SKUs they want to pick because there are a handful of SKUs that can make a good use in the BOPIS program and there are others which might not fit into your, uh, you know, bucket list. Uh, then comes the second part is about inventory deployment. How you're deploying your inventory in your network is very, very critical because this whole shift in the paradigm of going to e-commerce is giving a delightful experience to your customers and and the key component over there comes into is how quickly your customer can get a product with a nice experience at the same time So you are not getting paralyzed for keeping too much of inventory so a concept called uh, as dark stores, so like a lot of retail companies nowadays uh, some of uh, many of who's are our customers they they are considering this term called as dark stores so what they are doing is in the, in their set region They're picking up these locations which might not be doing very well in the supply chain right now, but they are able to use those as their, you know, micro warehouses so that they can have quick fulfillment centers, act them as as a full, uh, quick fulfillment centers for their deployment. Uh, Then comes freight strategy. Now, this is very, very critical uh, as we have talked to our clients. So pre-COVID, you know, people were having two different sets of businesses. They were running their regular, you know, retail business as is. And then they were working on the e-commerce business, right? Now post uh, COVID, these things have changed a lot because a lot of business have moved from uh, you know regular traditional method to this e-commerce method, and this requires you to read, look into you the, how you are moving your product throughout your supply chain. Uh, traditional method just you know moving of um, moving of product through truckload or LTL, may not work very well in, in these scenarios because you're trying to be lean and you want to reach to your customers quick, right? So this does require an in-depth freight analysis to understand what strategy is the right strategy. And on top of that, what we can leverage from the evolution in the market, something like you know Uber concept of freight, how we can leverage and, and especially in TI's world, since we are managing business for seven 700 plus clients, that gives us a leverage to, you know, meet, um, make sure like we can kind of combine different customers to, to move on the same lanes and help them freight uh, save on freight. Uh, so then comes on to the execution in the last point of contact. Uh, so this planning is also very important because now we are making a customer come into the store and, and pick a product. So designing things around that is is very critical. A lot of our, uh, you know, customers have seen that pre covid a lot of customer uh, the the planning of the resources was more about you know giving on the front end of the store and now with with e-commerce or this BOPIS uh, strategy you need to put a lot of focus on the back house uh, backside of your uh, stores as well where people are uh, you know very efficient in doing pick pick and, and uh, hand over the products to the customer uh, then next comes about the distribution strategy how how we want to make a distribution strategy uh, does it make sense to, you know, have a lot of, uh, you know, inventory in, in the system or shall we partner with our suppliers uh, to some extent and make sure, like, you know, we can do a drop ship directly into the stores and, and hand over the products. The end game is to, you know, have less touch points from the point of origin to the point of delivery to the customer. And last but not least is about technology, right? Technology is is very, very important in this. Um, to have a uh, have a full visibility in your supply chain as how the product is moving from the point of manufacturing all the way till uh, to the point we are handing the product to the customer is the critical part of this uh, the strategy. And also, it's all, all all about you know making sure that when the product is especially moving from one point to another point, that we are able to see and provide good estimates to the client. So that when the customer is arriving at the store, they are sure that the product arrives, right? So, so the key, the, the main thing over here is, you know, if, if you connect all these different dots, data is the king in this thing, right? You are talking about talking data from multiple points, whether it is within your supply chain or through your partners or through your suppliers. Linking those all data points together and coming up with the solution is, is critical. Now, what is more important on this side is also is about having an expert partner on your side, right? Uh, it's because those experts have the knowledge and experience of of understanding how all these things work, and they help you avoid all the pitfalls that may cause serious damage to your business if those things are not being considered upfront. Because running these businesses is is your one chance to serve your customer, right? One bad bad execution, it may risk
1: your business.
2: Yeah, you, know, you. Oh, go ahead, Carl. Uh, you know, Sachin said a lot there, and you know, his 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 walk is absolutely apropos. Um, you know, the, the the underlying theme. You know, the Japanese have a saying: "Go slow to go fast," and you know, or, or you know, in the American parlance: um, "Measure twice, cut once." But you know, if, if you build things the way that I do at home, I, I measure once and cut twice. But when Sachin talks about being purposeful in your planning in all of those areas, I know it sounds daunting, but a 3PL partner and others in your ecosystem have those planning tools and capabilities. They've walked this walk before, and they know what those planning algorithms look like, and they can walk side by side with you to help you understand the SKU selection the sites that you want to select to enable a focus program and the in you know, how you plan for partner integration to make sure that there's a seamless flow of information and effective communication as know uh, in order to keep all the entities in line and operating in a synchronous way so my my, my you know my, my call i think our collective advice is lean on those that you currently depend on they've done this before this isn't new in the, the space of retail. And a company like TI, we have the tools and the resources to walk beside and help in each of those planning phases, clicking those solution sets together. So while it sounds daunting and it sounds like a lot of data analysis, it is. The good news is, is there is absolutely a framework. And there are partners out there that you can lean on to help with that planning phase as you move into execution. This is a time, and this is in a supply chain environment, where partnerships will carry us forward as we learn new things uh, and and put different programs in place to match the evolution of client behavior. So lean on your partners. They've got the tools and the experience to help you in, in the planning phase.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in saying, it's kind of the, I think the quote is, you know, plans are worthless, but planning's indispensable. And so you have to be able to react. And, you know, between Sachin and Carl, y'all, y'all fit on a lot around visibility and communication. You know, first you have to be able to see what's going on. You have to be able to see those customer orders, where they are. You've got to know where your inventory is so that, that you can react to those orders. Um, but then you've got to communicate, you know, we've, we've talked about partnerships and, you know, whether it's a 3PL, whether it's a vendor. Um, Whether it's internal departments within your your company, you've got to provide visibility to them, and you've got to be communicating. Um, These sorts of things, they're they're not just going to happen. You've got to monitor. You've got to look at them as you move into the execution phase because you've got to be able to react. And, and Carl, you want to kind of kick us into execution about how you're actually going to do this going you know, as orders
2: start to flow in? Yeah, I I certainly will, John. And one of the things that I'll I'll speak to as we move in and start talking about execution is the importance of visibility and communication. So the information flow precedes the physical flow of goods. And being able to pulse that that unique demand signal for a focus order from point of demand when the customer places the order all the way upstream in a more material way that provides a higher level of visibility but also recognition that that information packet has flown through and people have seen it and understood the importance in what it means and the fact that it needs to be handled a bit differently is critical and you're talking about systems connectivity and then then just plain old fashioned communication around hey this is happening so that alignment and that communication are foundational blocks to the execution layer of enabling a BOPA strategy for your business. So I can't stress enough the level of importance and we get hung up a lot on systems integration and yes integration is easy, is easy from an information flow perspective but it draws on some of the, uh, the most constrained resources in any organization and those are IT resources. Those IT plans are carefully crafted with the specific IT objectives laid out for the IT team and when something like this comes in it can sow discord or it can disrupt the work that's already in place. So while systems integration is, is a you know, critical component of making sure that, that that demand signal is pulsed through all of the supply chain entities, there is no substitute for just talking and creating that forum in that environment or the partners can talk on the regular, especially in the planning phase, as Sachin talked about, uh, and as you're lining up the communication and visibility components so you can see, test, and understand together. And you've got that redundant communication uh, uh, information flow um, that, that supplements any integration work that's done. So do you need systems integration and a heavy IT lift to stand this up and enable it? It helps, but it's not, it's not a requirement to make it work. Does it enable it in a more elegant way and make it bulletproof? Absolutely, it does. But you can crawl, walk, and run and standing this up. And Sachin mentioned, understanding your SKU strategy and your location strategy, and then putting the process in place, crawl, walk, run, rolling it out. You can build the communication and visibility channels. the information flow as you work on the systems integration piece it doesn't have it's not a question of chicken or egg you can do it you can execute to it as you work on the full systems integration component but it takes it takes partnership it takes planning uh and all around that communication and visibility component and that brings us right into execution so the critical component of execution we as i mentioned that visibility piece allows for that demand signal when that customer places the order for that product at that location it needs to provide the visibility to the partners further upstream so they understand the nature of the order and they understand the predetermined process steps necessary to execute that order in a different flow satin mentioned that a lot of the distribution networks and nodes were using uh, truckload and LTL. Well, of course they were, they are the primary. Um, but some of these orders will require a modal shift and a different behavior inside the distribution DC or from the, the manufacturer or, or uh, uh, a distributors uh, uh, forward-facing client node. So understanding what that, that order is going to look like how it's flagged through that communication and visibility uh, infrastructure that you set up even if it's phone calls it enables an, uh, the execution of a predetermined process for how that needs to be treated differently that includes how it's picked that includes the you know the pickup time at that forward-facing distribution or supplier uh supply supplier facing location the mode selection that's the most cost-effective based on the freight characteristics and pickup and delivery requirements. So, understanding and being able to quickly analyze the load size, the equipment type, and then the rapid execution of the, load of the tender of that shipment to the, the carrier partner allows for that, that first, the first two components of that. That's the prep of the shipment, in rapid response to the order from the, the downstream retail uh, location, enabling the rapid pick and staging of that product in a predetermined window. So, if I have a bulkish order that comes in, the SLAs for my distribution partner or from the shipping entity needs to be tighter than a traditional order. So, it needs to be flagged differently. That work packet in the DC needs to be executed differently as an expedite out of that warehouse and staged as rapidly as possible. And then the transportation planning team can rapidly respond with both mode selection and dispatch to the carrier. The critical component is acknowledgement of the receipt at the DC node and acknowledgement of load acceptance from that, 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 that carrier picking up at that location. With confirmation of transit time. You know, John talked about visibility and the way to protect the customer experience in this environment where data and information is everything is to make sure that downstream customers can see and understand how that product is flowing through. In the absence of any data, people will build their own, customers will build their own narrative. Well, I don't see an update, therefore it must not be, it must not be uh, either being picked or in transit. So that communication and visibility piece needs to, to, to matriculate all the way through, all the way down to that end customer. And there's lots of different ways you can do that. Most TMSs have mobile apps that provide that level of visibility. Um, And with the the tools and technology that a 3PL has, they can work to enable that visibility uh, for those customers in that type of environment. So, those first two nodes are critical and both those entities understanding the nature of that order are critical to make sure that they, they move it outside the normal cycle time for a regular order because it's not a regular order. The next component or the next leg of the execution process for a BOPA shipment is the in transit information exchange from the carrier partner as it moves towards that final destination node. It's a critical component, so known standardized transit times based on. Uh, you know, uh, the the proper integration and communication with those named and known carrier partners are a critical component of that. And understanding how they interface and share information up and downstream is important. Because again, as John alluded to, communication and visibility is key in protecting the downstream customer experience. So are there in-transit check calls? Is there a forecasted delivery that's updated through API? And is there notice of delivery at final destination by the carrier that provides notice and assurance to that end customer that, you know what, when I show up after work today in between my commute home and getting home in order to make dinner for the family, I know that I'm not going to wait, that the product is going to be there with certainty, and it's going to allow me to maintain the routine that I planned when I woke up this morning. So, that, that in-transit execution piece is critical in terms of how that carrier partner shares that information for the in-transit activity that moves into final destination. And then, obviously, that final delivery component, yes, it arrives, but also it arrives damage free and in full. This, again, provides that level of assurance and allows, that, uh, allows the retailer in the manufacturer to protect the customer experience and protect that brand loyalty. So, the execution piece across the nodes really are all about understanding and understanding from each of the players in that execution space the fact that order needs to be treated differently. But there's different SLAs and expectations on action relative to the order. It's not something that can go into an overnight work queue and then be batched the next day with everything else. There needs to be plans and visibility around the execution of that piece at each step in the, each node in the supply chain. And again, that visibility piece, yes, I've picked it, I had it in full, and it's ready. Then the rapid uh, acknowledgement and communications to that 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 facing carrier, they accept it. They're in transit to pick it up. Then each of the check calls along the way to ensure that it 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 on time and in full at the desired destination is that critical execution layer. And a three PL already has the inherent technology to allow for that. TMS's Deployed in support of clients, set up with those, you know, that integration and through that that visibility portal gives that information today. There's all kinds of ways to be, you know, to be more effective from communication and technology perspective and pulsing the data downstream. We all carry devices in our pocket that we use as a lens into the world around us. But we can also receive prompts to go in and look someplace. The US Postal Service has taught us all how to do that. And become very adept if something's sent us by the USPS and going into the website and seeing where stuff is at, and that acknowledgement of this is what's happened, and the event tracker along with that is that critical component. Again, it ties back to communication and visibility, but the execution is coordinated around those demand signals from the client back up. So. A 3PL can help with that. They have the tools and the technology to provide that level of visibility to each of the the players in the ecosystem to ensure the effective communication of what's happening. But again, the call out is the careful planning and the communication of what's needed and how to treat that order. And then leverage the visibility tools that more than likely already exist in your supply chain in a different way to make sure that you're protecting the end customer experience through proper execution. Again, this isn't new. It's already being done today. It's just a reconfiguration of the processes to support a different type of demand flow and leveraging the information that's already captured and displaying it in just a slightly different way to a different constituent in the supply chain to enable this type of program. And this is what 3PLs have grown up doing.
1: Now, Carl, you put a lot of focus on you know that delivery to that last node and in the communication, the visibility there. Charles, you know, as, as you think about the execution on this, can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that clients are facing that are are relying on the personal network for that for that last leg?
3: Well, you know, the challenge is, and I said it in, a, in another meeting, is that the, uh, the logistics bubble has popped in, in, in 2020 and customers are seeking a, a new way to um, receive their packages in a timely and effective way. And, and BOPUS allows an, a, a, an additional uh, way to do that. It allows them to have control over the delivery of that package. Or more importantly, if they want to complete that transaction immediately, they have the ability to do so. And so, you know, the digitally enabled customer today, they want that control, they seek that control. And it's important that they, they be able to have the, the decisions, capacity, and ability to, to make that change. So ultimately, uh, it's important for customers and, and retailers to, to have inventory available so that the consumer is empowered and how to make that decision.
1: Yeah, and then is the, are the, the caps that some of the parcel carriers using causing a lot of angst with, with customers?
3: Oh, no doubt. I, mean, I was in a conversation the other day where um, uh, a shipper had been notified that both UPS and FedEx didn't want any of their packages regardless of what they were willing to pay. And so for those specific packages that have been targeted by the, by the shippers due to being large and bulky in nature, it's important that those those particular packages uh, are particularly available for consumers that want those and need them in, in a, uh, an expedited fashion.
1: Cool, thanks, Charles. So you know we've talked about planning, we've talked about execution. You know, if we're going back to that plan, do check. Now we're kind of that check phase of you know how do, how do you know what you're doing is being effective? Is it being good? You know and one way to do that is really understanding your total landed cost of that SKU at that final node um Sachin, you want to you want to talk a little bit about what we're doing there with that
4: uh sure john so we uh we have been working with a lot of our clients for almost last eight months and helping them understand the the cost added or or the value added at each point of their supply chain. So as the product is leaving the the supplier, how much it is costing us to take it to the next point, what kind of value add is adding into that node and then moving forward. Uh, A lot of this is actually helping our our, uh, customers to understand which uh, areas in the supply chain they really need to focus. Right, um, there are SKUs which you know you can sell profitability, uh, pr- profitable uh, through your uh, supply mm-hmm. chain. There are SKUs which needs a different kind of solution for, for uh, you know, fulfilling those uh, demand needs. Uh, so our tool called Margin Management is is a crux to this uh, problem. Uh, that tool can you know look into different aspects of your supply chain and give you a true visibility of how it is looking at different levels um the tool enables you to have you know drill down
1: I think think we lost you there sachin <laughs> you were saying some good stuff okay so you know i'll i'll kind of finish up with sachin you're really being able to understand which customers uh, which products uh, are providing the m- biggest ROI to, the, um, to your, your company, it's really important to understand that so you know how to adjust. You know, for example, you know you, you don't want to be shipping really large, bulky items halfway across the country. You know, you want to look for an, an alternative um, distribution strategy on that. And, you know, kind of circling back to the visibility uh, Aspect of a buy-online pickup and store strategy, you need to be able to see that so that you can make adjustments on the fly. And, you know, one of the things that you can use to do not only support the analysis for it, but but you know, as Carl referenced, the um, execution is really leaning on your partners. And, and Charles, talk a little bit about you know the partnership aspect of, of a buy online pick pick-up-and-store strategy.
3: Absolutely, John. And, and quite frankly, Sachin and Carl covered a lot of great material material already on the call. And so I won't necessarily repeat that, but what I will say and what I will add is, you know, to, to land a the strategy with excellence really requires certain strategic partners. And each is vitally important for uh, cost-effectiveness and, and sustainability. And, and whether they specialize in, in technology, uh, warehouse and fulfillment, uh, inventory management or, or they even your 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 transport transportation providers you know each must understand uh, their roles and responsibilities, what they're specifically accountable for and, and what mutually agreed success looks like and how each um, metric is is measured if you will. Uh, and we found that that forward thinking companies uh, they enable and they submit these partnerships with tools like value stream mapping, for um, analyzing the current state, and more importantly, designing the desired future state. Uh, It's been our experience and our clients tell us that that often it takes a third party to to bring uh, the level of planning and partnerships together that are required to do this well. You know, it doesn't happen automatically and it needs to really be done with an eye towards specialization. And it's important that you have the skills in-house or make sure that you have a, a trusted you know, vendor partner like Transpiration inside.
4: And, and Charles, you mentioned a good point about value stream mapping. I was actually going to bring that up. Um, that when, when Carl mentioned about you know, read and, uh, the communication and visibility, right? And also, Carl, you mentioned about how we, we should be cognizant about redundancy in our processes. right? This is one area you know, where we may have all the fancy tools and technologies and people in the team, but without understanding that complete touch points and how they're integrated with each other is is very critical for the success. And this is where we have been uh, considered as very great value advice by a lot of our clients who have been partnering with us to get onto this journey, is to bring in the aspect of value stream mapping, right? That's just a simple exercise or, or a workshop of two or three days help you understand how different groups are performing and how the information is flowing there are three components of information that flows in, in your supply chain it is you know product your product flow then you have your finance and then you have technology which is moving this portion in and out and I recall uh, a, a quote from my one of my CEOs uh, to his uh, direct uh, reportees is hey you all are doing great except me because everyone was working in their silos and they, they were able to hit their metrics but because they were not connected together and understanding the impact of one group making to another group the company was not able to reap those benefits and and these are very simple things it's, it's like you know say common sense is not so common and that common sense is is required to be looked into your business so so value stream uh, process is is a great value add and that as, as our customers has always, you know, uh, commented us for this, that it truly opens their eyes onto the areas which they have not looked into. It could be as simple as, you know, how you are receiving the product, how you are putting it, putting it on onto this, uh, you know, your shelves, and also how you are communicating to your three three pls. Uh, you may have a technology part, but how that is being understood and and being received is very critical. So evaluating those areas in your supply chain is is very very critical onto this uh, journey.
2: So you know, John, uh, both Charles and Sachin um, spoke to it directly. Uh, but to put a final point um, <clears> on <throat> it exactly the how because that's really what we want to convey to the audience is this isn't anything to to shy away from it's something to be embraced and it's not new it just requires a bit a bit of, of different thinking and the leveraging the partnerships and capabilities that you already have supporting your supply chain Charles mentioned using a, th- a third party to facilitate you want somebody that has the ability to see the whole um which is the second module in value stream mapping uh and that can ask the right questions of those of the the entities in your supply chain ecosystem and facilitate the discussion around the how-to sachin talked about value stream mapping and that is a really good methodology so value stream mapping to sachin's point captures not just the physical flow of material around this unique distribution process in your supply chain, but it also maps the information flow that enables that physical flow through and the financial flows associated with it. In combining that with what was talked about earlier around skew profitability by distribution channel, it gives uh, you know it gives the, the sales guys the assurance they can deliver on the commitments to the customer, and the finance team the ability to protect the bottom line. So a third party entity like TI that's well versed in using methodologies like value stream mapping can act as that facilitator for those supply chain entities mapping out the way that it works. As well as the process cycle times to ensure that everybody can see together and know together relative to how long it needs to take, which you can establish SLAs off of, but also what the expectations can and should be from the end customer experience. So taking those entities in your ecosystem, bringing them together in a facilitated session that uses a process methodology like value stream mapping with a facilitator that can ask the right questions to drive towards that output of how is it going to work, how long is it going to take, and what is my skew profitability by and through that distribution channel allows you to not only protect the business, but also engage the customers in a much different way. This is what 3PLs do all the time, and this is a core component of who we are in that space, and that's why we can speak to it with confidence. So having had the opportunity to help others through the same walk, um, we would encourage you to leverage the relationships that you have with your third party logistics providers and leverage that experience and those methodologies to facilitate that exercise. We're partial to value stream mapping is universally known and widely used and it gives you a very succinct roadmap and how to move from concept to execution quickly, following the, the, you know, the pillars that we laid out. You know, and as John had talked about partners, and Charles had called out the importance of those partnerships, and Sachin has talked about the roles that those partners play. It's also an opportunity for companies to take a step back and evaluate the partners that they've they've clicked together in support of their business strategies. A partner that's able to be responsive, to challenge the status quo to take the the inherent capabilities that they've built and potentially deploy those in a little bit of a a unique way, leveraging other things that they have or tools that they have at their disposal to enable a different outcome or a different strategy uh, within your supply chain is a critical measure of whether you've built the right team, you've put the right players on the field to run your offense, if I can use a sports analogy. So this is a great time as you're evaluating those different channels to serve those clients uh, to take a hard look at the the partners that you have and ensure that they've got, you know, the experience um, and the, the tools and competencies within their organization, both in systems and in resources that they can deploy on your behalf or where you can leverage that experience to drive that outcome. So when we think about what makes this work, yes, planning is important. Yes, execution is important. Yes, visibility and communication is critical, but it doesn't work unless you have the right players on the field. The partners that are willing to sit down and think together and solve together around a known challenge is what enables companies to execute with excellence for the first time. It's because they have experience in doing it, and these entities have probably worked together before on very similar solutions. But our advice to you is make sure that you bring someone in to facilitate that can see the whole and knows the right questions to ask to ensure that each of those entities are bringing the best of themselves and their capabilities together so you can click this distribution strategy, strategy together effectively. And most importantly, protecting that in customer experience.
1: Yeah, I think I think Carl, you know, it, 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 as you've talked about, there's anything that that COVID has taught us is that for your supply chain to be
2: effective,
1: all of your partners, whether it's a 3PL, whether it's a supplier, everyone you're touching has to be additive to your supply chain.
2: They, they have to be additive. additive. Yeah. And they have to be flexible. The only thing that's constant in this environment now is change and evolution. And we can see it in every aspect across every industry and in every node of a a distribution network. The, The speed of evolution is continuing to increase. And making sure that you've got those partners to John's point in place that can match that speed of evolution and are willing to challenge the status quo and how things are done and how they use the capabilities they have to advance new objectives as opportunities emerge is critical. So we like to think that you know survival of the fittest the strongest and the fastest the most intelligent are the ones that survive but science and history have proven that not to be the case. It's the entities and the organisms that can react fastest to change. And those change pressures that are out there that evolve to match the right now. Those are the ones that remain the long runners in their space. And we see this as an opportunity for supply chains to evolve to support this particular distribution channel. So, as you look through each of the pillars that we called out that enable a successful focus program, it's the ability to react and respond quickly and evolve together to the, the, the ever-changing challenges that we're facing in supply chain is really what's going to separate the, those long runners, those that, are, that, that become wildly successful in this new environment, to everyone else that are the also-rans. So we think that that's a really critical lens to take a look through and evaluate if you've got the right people in place to support you.
0: So I know we're getting short on our time. Michael, do do we have any questions that have come in? sure john a lot of great information there want to remind our audience send us your questions we're ready to answer them now just use that question panel there in the GoToWebinar webinar screen we do have a question in and i'll throw it to you guys talked a lot about a partnerships and the value there but do you really have to have a 3pl to stand up a bopa strategy is it absolutely required
2: um, so, Michael, I'll I'll uh, I'll take a stab at that and ask for the guys to to offer their opinion. But you know, this is a this is an opinion question. So, my my read on that uh, answer, quite frankly, is no. Um, you know, you you don't have to have a 3PL in place to enable a BOPA strategy, and it really depends on the capabilities of your organization. Do you have strong command and control of your of your systems? Do you have Someone inside your organization that has the knowledge of the end to end flows and the competencies and capabilities of each of the partners in your supply chain ecosystem. Do they have the bandwidth from a tactical uh, and strategic perspective to stand up and manage the execution of a project plan that requires that deep interface uh, and engagement with each of those partners in said supply chain ecosystem? Uh, And if you have those things, then a 3PL is a nice to have, but it's not a critical have. The advantage of having a 3PL is they have the resources and the experience and the folks that have done it before and are doing it now, but most importantly, they have resources that have the bandwidth to fill the gaps in the client's organization and take on the additional workload to facilitate the changes necessary in each of the supply chain nodes to enable it so is it a requirement no is it a nice to have well look at how much work your supply chain team is doing now and ask yourself if they've got the capacity to take on one more project and that probably leads you to the answer guys any input there
1: i mean i kind of echo what you, what you said carl you know you want your business to focus on what you're good at uh, and if your your core competency is not, you know, logistics and supply chain or, or you know, that aspect of it, get a partner that, that's going to. And, and it could be the analytics piece. It could be the visibility piece. Um, you know, everybody is, is constrained from, you know, a technology standpoint, from a capacity standpoint. I, I don't think we talk to anyone that says, yeah, I've got way more IT bandwidth than I need. Um, Or, or, yeah, my analysts are twiddling their thumbs all day and and coming up with new and exciting things. So, you know, you really have to evaluate what's core to your business. What are you really good at? And that's what you want to focus on and use experts for the other things.
4: And to add on to John on on that is, you know, um, yes, you know, people have expertise, but history is evident. You know, people who excel on those things are the ones who are hungry to do those things. And three PLs like us are, are specialized and hungry on doing these things, right? Uh when when we uh, a company is trying to set up things, yes, you know, things can be set up by by yourself, but in today's world, things are changing a lot, right? It's very hard for anyone to you know keep knowledge of all the things, be it like parcel, the changes happening in the parcel or NPL or or in you know truckload business so getting an expert opinion always helps it helps you avoid the problems that you may run into and they already have the insight to help you avoid those things so it's, it's just you know it's if if you want to they say like if you want to walk fast walk alone but if you want to walk far walk together so having a good partner with you definitely helps uh, to your point is more of additive uh, to your business strategy
2: so Sasha, that was so good, I wish I would have said it, you
3: know, we're probably crazy about things that you're not crazy about, uh, and then more importantly, we're not there to replace the team, we're there to complement the internal team, and that's right so those, those particular uh, retailers that find themselves short on bandwidth, or even perhaps, you know, short on resources, it makes sense to partner where appropriate.
0: More great information from our panel. We do have another question that have come in, gentlemen. Uh, I'm gonna throw it right at you. Can you speak to how drone deliveries will have impact on final mile deliveries for retailers? And how is the transportation industry preparing for this new trend?
2: Well, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great question, and I can answer it as a, you know, almost 50-year-old dad. Uh, I try to fly my kids' drones, and all I do is smash them into the ground or the house and have to replace them. So uh, I'm hoping that the technology advances a lot more rapidly than what it is now. Uh, I do think, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's kind of a cheeky response, Michael, but in, in all sincerity, we know that change is, is and technological change, is, is rapidly increasing. The speed of change is a constant, and any business periodically you read, there's always articles in there about that, and the supply chain space is no different. So it's inevitable that that's going to happen. And there's huge constraints, as Charles alluded to, on that parcel side for last mile, with the increase in e-com activity that's out there. That piece also is in every supply chain rag. And the the old adage, necessity is the mother of invention. there is, a, there is a necessary evolution in that last mile component. Now, will it be drones? Will it be a different type of crowdsource delivery for that last mile? Um, it's hard to predict what that will look like, but we will see evolution in the near term for that last mile component. And that's why we spoke and we feel so strongly about the importance of strong strategic partnerships that can leverage what we're seeing together and make plans to integrate that, that that emerging capability together. So whether it's drones or whether it's a fleet of soccer moms and dads in their spare time between picking the kids up to school and dropping them off at, at practice, picking a couple of loads, residential delivery loads up at a forward facing DC, um, it will be an evolution that looks and feels like that. Uh, and I think, quite frankly, that that future is probably multifaceted. So we'll see many things emerge to, uh, the, to fill the gap in that last mile component. And I do think that we will see drones uh, play a role in that. I just don't know when. Yeah. I hope there are better pilots than I am.
4: <laughs> and to add on to that uh, is that, uh, yes, you know, drones are, are advancing in, in delivery mechanism. But this also goes back to, you know, uh, to the point of planning aspect. And and the reason I'm trying to bring this up is, you know, drone delivery or parcel delivery or, you know, Uber delivery, they are like one of the many tools that are available to fit in your supply chain strategy, but that is not one, one tool cannot fulfill all your, uh, you know, needs, right? So this is where, you know, planning comes in, understand what, what specific tool can help us achieve. Right. A very simple example is yes, drone can be good in, in small parcel deliveries, right? But what about you know when you are a distributor who has different kind of products, right? So part of those could be delivered, uh, delivered by a drone, but other two uh, uh, products could not be. So thinking through those things in advance and understanding you know what kind of strategy we need to have so that we can use the best of the breed solution is very important.
0: Great information, guys, and we're approaching the top of the hour, so we're going to conclude this Transportation Insight Digital Master Series event. Thanks very much to our panelists for sharing a lot of great insight. For more information or to reach out to our supply chain masters, use the contact information you see on the screen. Also visit us online at our website, that's transportationinsight.com. You can access more about our solutions, our blogs, our resource guides, including of course the BOPIS re- resource guide. It's called the BOPIS Revolution, Navigating the New Never Normal. It focuses on the strategies we've discussed today. And of course, be sure to register for our next digital event. You can find out about it at the website as well. It's our parcel Roundtable with exclusive analysis of the 2021 general rate increase. Reserve your seat today for November 5th. That webinar is going to be visiting the resources section of our webpage. Just check it out at the digital event series. You can click and register for any of our upcoming events. Whether your business is large or small, Transportation Insight has a solution for you. We can help you control cost, manage risk, and improve customer experience. On behalf of our panelists and Transportation Insight, thank you for joining our broadcast. May you master the remainder of your day.